1 Chronicles chapter 10. Now in this chapter, we're going to start the history of the kings of Israel. It didn't tell us the history of the judges, which I thought it was going to, but it didn't. It just skipped right up to the history of the kings of Israel. And it's going to pick up where King Saul dies and David becomes king. We're starting in the battle that King Saul and his son Jonathan died in. 1. Now the Philistines fought against Israel, and the men of Israel fled from before the Philistines, and fell down slain in Mount Gilboa, which means the Israelites were losing against the Philistines, and they retreated, but the Philistines chased them down and continued slaughtering them until they got to Gilboa. 2. And the Philistines followed hard after Saul and after his sons, and the Philistines slew Jonathan and Abinadab and Malchishua, the sons of Saul. The Philistines killed all three sons of King Saul, but their sons were still alive, which is Saul's grandsons. 3. And the battle went sore against Saul, and the archers overtook him, and he was in anguish by reason of the archers. He was shot with bow and arrow, and he was alive, but he was in the process of dying, and he was in a lot of pain. 4. Then said Saul unto his armor-bearer, Draw thy sword, and thrust me through therewith, lest these uncircumcised come and make a mock of me. But his armor-bearer would not, for he was sore afraid. Therefore Saul took his sword and fell upon it. Saul committed suicide because he didn't want to be used and abused by the Philistines when they caught up with him. He wanted to escape any type of shame that they would do to him. He committed suicide because his armor-bearer refused to kill him. Now that was right of the armor-bearer to not want to kill a king. That was very righteous. 5. And when his armor-bearer saw that Saul was dead, he likewise fell upon his sword and died. And he did that probably for a couple of reasons. 1. He also may have been afraid of being abused and mistreated by the Philistines. And 2. He may have even been afraid of being killed by his own fellow Israelites for allowing his master to die. 60. So Saul died, and his three sons and all his house died together. It means the household that he had at that time, but his grandsons were still alive. And it's also prophesying that ultimately his family lost the throne. Now they lost the legitimate throne of Judah, but then his family later became kings of Israel in rebellion. 7. And when all the men of Israel that were in the valley saw that Israel fled, and that Saul and his sons were dead, they forsook their cities and fled, and the Philistines came and dwelt in them. At that time, the Israelites lost a lot of cities because once the people saw that they had lost the battle with the Philistines and that their king was dead, they escaped into the woods and the mountains and the caves because they knew the Philistines were going to come and burn their cities and kill them. So they just ran into the woods. When the Philistines arrived in their cities, since they found the cities empty, they're like, well, I guess we won't burn them then. We'll just live in them. The Philistines lived there for a while. Later on, because of King David, they got these cities back. But at this time, those cities were lost. 8. And it came to pass on the morrow, which is the next day, when the Philistines came to strip the slain, meaning to pillage their spoils of war, that they found Saul and his sons fallen in Mount Gilboa. When they were taking the spoils from all of the slain, that they found the body of Saul and his sons. 9. And they stripped him, and took his head and his armor, and sent into the land of the Philistines round about, to carry the tidings unto their idols and to the people. 
They stripped his body, made him naked, then they put his head on parade throughout the area of the Philistines to make everybody happy. 10. And they put his armor in the house of their gods and fastened his head in the house of Dagon. Dagon is a fish god who goes all the way back to the Egyptian gods. They were trying to show his god, look what we've done for you, by putting his armor and his head in the temple of Dagon. 11. And when all Jabesh Gilead heard all that the Philistines had done to Saul, 12. All the valiant men arose and took away the body of Saul and the bodies of his sons and brought them to Jabesh and buried their bones under the terebinth in Jabesh and fasted seven days. A terebinth tree is the tree that has pistachios, so it's a very valuable, highly favored tree. The warriors of Jabesh-Gilead, who are Israelites, bravely went and took Saul's body out of the temple of Dagon and buried it under that tree and gave him a seven-day funeral, which is appropriate. 13. So Saul died for his transgression, which he committed against the Lord, because of the word of the Lord, which he kept not, and also for that he asked counsel of a ghost to inquire thereby. Saul committed two huge sins. One was when he was told to wait for Samuel before doing the feast and the sacrifices for the Lord. Samuel was the prophet and the priest who would conduct that sacrifice, and Saul conducted the sacrifices before Samuel arrived, thereby in a way desecrating the sacrifices. Plus, another time he sinned was when he refused to devote some towns to the Lord, he let the Israelites take spoils from those towns, and those towns had practiced great amounts of paganism, and God wanted everything destroyed and burned. He didn't want the Israelites to keep any of those demonic objects from those towns, but they did because Saul let them, and Saul also let them take animals. Now another reason why God wanted towns devoted was out of respect for the dead, because even though he was saying that you had to kill all the pagans out of respect for their lives, you didn't want to profit from their death by taking their cattle and their gold and silver. It's kind of like blood money, because you don't want to win the lottery. If you're a Christian and you love Jesus, because countless children go hungry because their parents play the slot machine. That's why you don't want to win the lottery. It made a lot of kids poor. When the Israelites devoted the towns, that's why God told them to not take anything, to devote it entirely to the Lord. So much suffering happened in that town. Why would you want to profit from any of that? But Saul disobeyed the Lord and allowed the Israelites to take spoils when they weren't supposed to. And then also he went to the witch to practice witchcraft to get a word from Samuel, who was already dead. So for all of those sins, God rejected Saul as king, and that is why Saul died in that battle with the Philistines. 14. And inquired not of the Lord, therefore he slew him and turned the kingdom unto David the son of Jesse. Another sin of Saul was that he didn't ask God questions. He asked a witch of all people. He went to a witch to get answers. This is a huge lesson for you and I. Ask God. Don't assume. Don't guess. Read the Bible. The answers are in the Bible. And if you can't find the answer in the Bible, ask God directly and say, Tell me, Lord, what you want me to do. Wait on his answer. It might not come in a minute. It might be a couple of days, weeks, months, or even years before you get the answer. But don't do anything until the Lord answers you. And that concludes First Chronicles chapter 10.